0: The WCB podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey with your host, Jeremy and Tanner. Tanner.
1: All right, it's another edition of the WCB podcast, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network presented by DraftKings. It's Jerem, it's Tanner. What's up, bud?
0: Oh, nothing. Just, you know, pretty eh, weak. <laughs> it had a banger of an end, though.
1: It was the weirdest week for the Hawks to go winless, but also feel extremely happy and satisfied. Hey, two points, <laughs> baby. <laughs> <laughs> two
0: points in the four games.
1: Um, yeah, Hawks had four games this past week. Uh, we're going to probably just skim over the first three because I think the real story here was everything that went down last night or Sunday night, you're listening to this, and uh, at the UC in the Madhouse, a lot of his history. Coming back to the stadium, um, nostalgia nonstop for almost every generation of Hawk fan from the '90s and Cup era fan bases. Uh, but let's uh, let's get into the game recaps real quick here. Um, Hots kicked off against Carolina. We were recording. I did not watch this game. I, I was tuning in a little bit here and there, um, but I think we both said the same thing. Carolina's good.
0: Carolina yeah, is good. Yeah. They really outplayed the Hawks hard. <laughs> it was. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the lone away game that they have in February and yeah, it did not go their
1: way at all. Carolina outshot the Hawks 42 to 17. That's right. Holy shit. Yes. This is, this
0: is the game that we were talking about, like Spencer Martin being in net, And like, he was at, he had a pretty good record going into this while being on Carolina. He's nothing special, but he. everybody on social media was posting stuff about how, like, Bedard fucking stares him down after scoring the, uh, another goal get, that gets taken away, yeah. and then he points at the scoreboard. It's like, buddy, like. <laughs>
1: Dude, Bedard had three points in this game. Hawks only yep. scored three goals. Yeah. It is ridiculous that this team right now is just going to go as far as Bedard takes them.
0: Pretty much. I just think it's funny. Like last place team in the league, you get, you came up three on 17 and you're pointing at the scoreboard to make yourself feel better.
1: Yeah. Bye, especially when you're a nobody. Like if you're like a big name goalie or something, or like even, maybe even like a pros, like a, a higher end prospect goalie and mm-hmm. you're going after like the next big thing. Yeah. I can see that. But when you are a guy that's bounced around the league, And the only reason you're doing, you're playing right now for and looking good is because you're on a fucking stat Carolina team.
0: Yeah, their defense makes every goalie look good, pretty much. Goals are irrelevant. Um. Anyway,
1: (laughs) also also the
0: fact that like you're on the team because you got you got waved. Like another team, you weren't good enough to be on Columbus, and Carolina just needed. Yeah, Carolina just needed another goalie because. Ronta's got issues, and uh, Freddie Anderson's always hurt. And they're like, hey, bring him in. And that's all we need. We just need someone.
1: Yeah, and um, as usual, Peter Mrazek played great. Um, 36 for 41. I mean, like you you mentioned before we started recording, he's just looking like he's getting tired now because having to fucking no, okay. carry this team on their back, his back every single night, I mean, that gets old.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, this one's, this one's a little bit tougher of a loss just because it is five that he gave up when he's been stellar and usually giving up only close to
1: two, three. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't getting much support, though, so it's like he no, can't. Yeah, yeah, Carolina is so
0: good, too, right? Like, 42 shots, man.
1: They, like, they're such a good team, but they also just, like, sneak in there. You know, like, yeah, they fly I mean, on the radar, like, I couldn't tell you where they were in the standings. That's what I was just
0: about to say. I was like, I would not be <laughs> able to tell you where in the standings they are. I think they're in second, though.
1: Yeah, so it's I don't know. I mean, that's good for them. I just I don't know how much of a true playoff contender they are because I just think their goaltending is going to end up faulty on them. But, well, also Sveshnikov's
0: going to get hurt at some point here soon.
1: That is true. That is also true. Um, fast forward a couple of days. Flyers in town. Um, It was interesting to see how this one was going to go with uh, just Torts and uh, Bedard. You know, old man versus the the up up and comer in -hmm. the league. And I mean, it was fairly close throughout the first. Um, The first goal um, for Philadelphia was just unfortunate for Soderblom. Um, Traffic in front. And I think it actually just banked off of Vlasic, um, asked him, redirected, sort of one was going left, the puck went right, nothing you can do there. Uh Hawks answered up pretty quickly though with a, first off, underrated play, the bank pass off the boards to clear the zone, yeah. Joey Anderson fucking just sent Blackwell, who went in and just was able to show extreme patience, toe drag, hold it and and fire it in the net to tie it up. Um I feel like he scored more than four goals this year, but that was only his fourth. Just the way he yeah. talked and he gets cocky, like...
0: Well, he, he was also hurt until, like, late November.
1: Or just, no, like, I know, but uh, I mean, just, just, like, him talking about, like, the whole, like, chip on his shoulder, you know, and everyone's yeah. me kind of thing. You'd think he was having, like, a better season, you know? Then I'm yeah. like, oh, it's, like, goal four. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, it's good for the Hawks because he's probably, like, fourth on the team in goals.
1: That <laughs> is true. Um, and after that, it was... Yeah. Yeah, it was the second period, uh, two goals, make it three to one. Uh, Soderblom again doesn't get the win, but I thought he played a lot better in this one than he mm-hmm. has in the last couple starts. Um, 30 for 33, a 909 save percentage. Um, yeah, it's like I don't know, it's like there's plays with him where it's like, dude, what the hell, but then there's also like Okay, well, there's nothing he can do. He's making saves and all that kind of stuff. It's like
0: Yeah, that's the thing with uh with Soderbaum and, and people were I saw a post online where it was just like, yeah, he's he's gone winless in his last I mean it's 12 now, but it's not his fault. Because yeah. if you look at the games that he's played since his last win against Toronto, the Hawks literally score zero to one goals in most of those games, and if they get like more than two. It's only happened like one time and it was that St. Louis game that they lost like seven to five. Yeah. But pretty much they're scoring one to one or no goals and really lucky if they get two. And then those games are like two to three in a loss or like two to four with like an empty netter. And so like, I don't really know if you can really blame Soderblom for like a lot of this stuff, but it's just uh, like the eye test. Morassic's way more impressive because he's making a lot of really impressive stops and Soderblom's not doing terribly. It's just compared to Mirazik in the same situation, like Marazic's looking a lot better.
1: Right. And Mirazik is getting majority of the, the bulk. So it's like when he, when Soderblom plays, it's like really noticeable. It's like, okay, he mm-hmm. has not played in a minute. Um, I was just trying to pull up like December, or December, February 21st, Uh February 15th, then January 24th, January 18th, and January 5th. Those are his last five starts. It's like Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's tough to get going, especially, I guess. I mean, especially in the NHL when it's like top of the top, you know. And it's like you've talked about this before on the show. Like being a goalie, it gets kind of hard when you're not consistently playing or you know, getting into a rhythm and you're only playing every so often. So it's like I don't know. I don't I don't think he needs. Do you think he needs to go anywhere? Do you think they need to bring up anybody else from the AHL? You know, just to no. Get a shot, I, think, I, think or? I
0: think they're fine where they're at. I mean, here's here's something that's like a little bit more impressive over the last, like since the new year, right? So he's only played like six games since then, and he's got an over nine, like an over ninety percent save percentage in four of those six games. So that's like not too shabby. And yeah, he just got blown out against uh, Seattle with six goals and then didn't face a ton of shot. Or, I mean, he had 26 shots against when he played against Pittsburgh and let up three. But, like, he's not doing terrible because, like, there's a few blowout games, right? He's got a few more blowout games than, like, Bradzik has. But right. a, pretty often, he's given up maybe three or two goals. And, like, those are games that you can be in. And, like, I'm, I'm just going based off of, like, since the new year started – yeah, his goals against is two, three, three, six, three, three. So it's not terrible. The six is outstanding, like as like pretty bad. But if you're giving up only three, those are games you're probably pretty close to being in. The only
1: problem is the Hawks are only getting zero to one goals in those right. games. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like fuck, man. Like what are you yeah, gonna I mean, do? <laughs> yeah, look at his last his last five at least. That's what I have here. It's three one, four one, two six, uh, three, zero, four, two. Like yeah, and then you got to about too the Pittsburgh one. Two of those goals were against Sidney Crosby. One yep. was his team just left Crosby wide open in front of him. Yeah. Like, what is he supposed to do on that? Yeah,
0: like he he really has to get a shutout in order to win this season, right?
1: And even Pittsburgh. if he gets a shutout, it's going to go to a shootout, and they're going to lose one nothing. Yeah, still technically gets the shutout.
0: But like, the the first one of the season against Toronto. Is a one-goal game that they won. He he gave up only one on 36 shots. Like that's what he has to do in order to get a win. Because the next game against Toronto was three goals on 37 shots. But luckily the Hawks had like put in enough offensive support that game. Yeah. But yeah, Um, it's it sucks. But like, there's nothing you can really do about it because he's not really like I said, he's not playing terribly. Eye test wise, Morazic looks better, but he's also not getting any offensive support. So it is what it is.
1: And again, too, we talked about this all the time. This is a season that means nothing. The only thing that matters about this season is securing that top five draft pick. Yeah. So and then bring
0: in whatever kids are coming from
1: college, like pretty soon, giving yeah. them some ice time too. So oh. if this team, if this team was competing in, in within a playoff spot, yeah, I think you would see something different. I think you'd probably give yeah. another guy a shot from the A, but Noli said it best when he's in the Mel Gibson Braveheart hold gif to uh, when Post is like, sort of one's got to go, and he's just like, hold. <laughs> yeah. He is <doesn't laughs> not
0: so, have to go
1: anywhere. He <laughs> oh, doesn't do anything. Um, so, yeah, hot shot that one, three to one. Uh, then on Friday... Winnipeg Jets came in to town. I know nothing, I didn't get to watch this game because I was in Michigan. And apparently, Michigan is blacked out for Winnipeg and Chicago. So, Tanner. take it away, Tanner.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is a solid game. Um, Hawks and, and Winnipeg. It was, it was a good battle. I was hoping the Hawks were going to win this one just because uh, then they would split the season series against Winnipeg. It was like one of the better teams in the Central. And I just wanted them to beat Winnipeg this year. That's about it. Uh, But yeah, Nikolai Ellers, man, Um, he just kind of had some a couple of nasty goals. (laughs) And then Blackwell answered back. And then this is the one where Tyler Johnson ends up getting the, the goal with the empty net. And I was like, Fuck, yes! And it was kind of late. <laughs> and my wife was like falling asleep on the couch. <laughs> and, I just, and she's like, oh, why? And like, Fuck <laughs> and, uh, and then as soon as the Hawks scored, I was like, yes! Like They have a chance. You get Bedard in OT. Like, alright, sounds good. And then oh, overtime starts and they're going with Dickinson, Felino, and Seth Jones. I was like, alright. Okay. <laughs> Different than I was expecting. And then they get the face off. I'm like, cool, let's get a quick change. Get, let's get Betsy. Let's get Khrushchev out there. And then they don't. And I'm like, all right. And then Winnipeg gets the puck. And nobody goes for Kyle Connor. Seth Jones is literally the closest player to him. And then he's pointing at other players. And then I think it's Foligno. is the furthest player away. And comes, like, crashing to the puck. And it goes off of Fulino's skate and then just like over, over Mrazic. And that's just how it ends, like at the
1: beginning of overtime. So, like, like, kind of that like that when Bedard so ended against. stupid. <laughs> so, kind of like how Bedard ended against Winnipeg in that one overtime game. Yeah. Nobody went after him.
0: Yeah. No, they just, he, he just had all day. You know, it's like, what's, what's happening? It's like, they know this is Kyle Connor, right? Like, he's typically putting up
1: 30 plus goals a year. Like, why? Why real real quick to go back to the Philly game because you brought up Falligno. Oh yeah. The the mic'd up moment with Bedard and Flingo on the bench. Oh yeah. When talking about like, you know, I was gonna get you think I was gonna give it to you? Goes, no, you're just moving slow. Little, no, we like cut back. Well, no, then the bat check gets me. Then Feligno, like you could see like work on his face, and he's like, Wait, did you just call me slow? No, you're <laughs> moving slow, you're pissing <laughs> me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I love those people after had the best tweet about that he goes this is my favorite father son in the NHL <laughs> like, it I absolutely just, is you're the best like I fucking love I, Link, though. I'm so glad he's here for two more years absolutely
0: I um I love those types of mic'd up moments I
1: hate when they, they're they like oh
0: let's let's listen in on the mic'd up moments and then it's like <laughs> yeah and <then> it's like <laughs> and it's like wow that was great <laughs> I'm, really glad, I'm
1: really glad we listened to that. <laughs> I just think too, like listening to Connor Bedard, like it like with those moked mic'd up moments like that, it like really reminds you that he's a fucking 18 year old kid. Yeah. You listen to him talking, and it's just like it's like, man, you're a child. <laughs> like,
0: he's so good. He's he's
1: so much fun to watch. My god. Was that the oh.
0: was that the game too where sorry, going back to Philly. Yeah. When he was going one on one with the defenseman and slapped his smacked his stick away and then tried to backhand it on that. Yeah, against Sealer. Yeah, why not?
1: <laughs> everybody's like, shot. <laughs> everybody's like, oh no, Bedard uh, mishandled the puck there, and then it was like, wait a second, I think he did that on purpose.
0: <laughs> yeah, he absolutely
1: did. Which yeah. is so funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, stickless uh, the defenseman before they could do it to you. Like, why not? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, I love it. Uh, uh, yeah, and, you know, anyway, game. like the Winnipeg game was the Hawks played solid that game. Mrazic um, played solid. I uh, just, you know, couldn't get it done. 35 shots to 31. Hawks Hawks had the advantage there. That was pretty nice. Um, they, they actually did not get outshot in the third period, mainly because they had like the empty net and they were putting bucks on that there. But pretty decent game for both sides. Hawks the the ending was well just this year. Was so shit. Yeah, they did. A lot of really tight games; they're all one-one goal games. But I mean, Winnipeg's except not for the really – first one. Or, Sorry, they they, they accept yeah, the first one. Winnipeg's not. I don't think Winnipeg has been a very offensively powerhouse kind of team, though. They've been more of like a defensively reliable kind of. I squad. mean, they've only
1: scored 172 goals this year, which seems low. Like a little over
0: three. I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, they. It's not terrible.
0: The Hawks probably have like barely two a game. Figure
1: uh, it out. Yeah, <laughs> Hawks have 123 goals. Yeah. So like barely over two. Still not the worst goals for team in the league.
0: Goals for per game.
1: Hawks are, yes, they are. 2.07. I'm talking about total goals for. Like, I wasn't saying like that. Like, oh, their goals for per game though is the
0: worst in the league. Is it? Yeah, because the Sharks have three games in hand. So them being at 117 doesn't doesn't look as bad when they're at 2.09 goals per 118. 18. Oh, what? Yeah, such 118. Oh, did they, Are they playing currently or something? Oh,
1: I'm just looking at NHL.com.
0: I'm gonna stocks,
1: so who knows? It says
0: 117 on mine.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah. Fucking what a cool what a cool website. Yeah, 118 and 215. Against. That's NHL NHL's you fucking figure your website out. God damn. Uh, you got anything else for Winnipeg? Uh
0: no. Not for that all one. Right, let's- Wait, where's the Winnipeg? Winnipeg's 18th in the league in goals per game. And it's funny because they're uh, a full goal per game higher than the Hawks at 3.07. God,
1: Dard needs help. Yeah. Dard, Dard needs it. help. Don't worry. Celebrini's on his way. Um,
0: yeah, he'll be there soon. I and mean, it makes me so, feel better. The
1: Hawks are sixth or tied for fifth in the league with goals against per game.
0: 3.51. Thanks, Marezik. Yeah, I know. We're not, we're not last there. San Jose takes the <laughs> cake there. San Jose had like so many games with like 10 fucking
1: goals. Oh, yeah. So funny. All right. <clears throat> Back at it. When it pays ev- over. The main event of the episode. Um,
0: well, like we Sunday, said, Sunday.
1: Sunday was just a monster day on the books. It was already marked on everybody's calendar for Chelios's retirement. Uh, when that got announced, it kind of shocked everybody. Um, mainly because I was expecting Seebs to go with him. seems um, will eventually. Right. He will eventually. But like, it was like one of those things where all of our conversation always was, okay, when, when Steve goes in, does Chelios go with him? Yeah. That was like, always the conversation we had about that, about that topic with the retiring numbers. So to see Chelios go up there, which definitely deserved, I mean, say what you will about his time in Chicago. He didn't win a Stanley cup. I mean, he won two Norris trophies. He was, uh, I think a nine time all-star in Chicago, Stanley cup finalists, Stanley (laughs) cup finalists, even though we got kicked in by Yager and Lemieux. Um,
0: Was that right? It was a
1: nine time. So like, was that every season? In Chicago, it was well, either eight or nine. Maybe b- b- besides one, maybe. Yeah, I'll um, find out. I he was eleven yeah. time total. Oh yeah, but I mean, in the fact pure reason he deserves to be retired is he is the all-time leader in penalty minutes for Chicago Blackhawks.
0: Yeah, that means something.
1: I mean, fourteen hundred penalty minutes, over fourteen penalty minutes. That's hey, that's nothing to shake your head at, man. I mean, that's he's only a seven-time All Star. Seven times <clears throat> with
0: Chicago, yeah. uh, I, I want to say not all Chicago.
1: No, you had one in Detroit. Did I miss I, was, I don't know. Anyway, um, so yeah, so yesterday was gonna be big day, regardless. Yes, then mid season, Patrick Kane signs with Detroit. Yep, who hasn't been back to the United Center yet? Coincidence, <laughs> yeah, signs with Detroit. So that made last night even fucking bigger. Too bad it didn't, over, it didn't uh, live up to the hype. I mean. <laughs> yeah, man. It was Remember an awesome night. Um, Chelios brought back a lot of his former teammates. Um, before, you know, everything got started, they had a panel with uh, Tony monty Jeremy Roenick at Belfour. Um great to see Ronick back in the fold in chicago um coming back here and talking amante looks great The last time i saw a video of him he was really overweight and all that and he looks like he he's got himself in good shape and all that
0: slimmed it back down
1: yeah balfour looks like he was handling his liquor that day um <laughs> but then you guys like who else was there like reed reed simpson um Oh fuck! Cindy, Cindy Crawford. Oh my god! Yeah, not even just his teammates, the the <laughs> celebrities that were at the fucking game. Yeah, Dennis Rodman, Dennis Rodman, Eddie Cindy Crawford, Eddie Vedder, um, Kid Rock was there. Brett Hall. Wayne, wait, did you say Wayne Gretzky already? Wayne Gretzky. Did you did you see that? Like,
0: I can't know. I don't know what the actor's name is, but he was the fucking doctor in Scrubs.
1: Was oh saying, yeah, Dr.
0: Cox. Yeah, he was sitting with Wayne Gretzky.
1: I was like, what the fuck? Dude, he's he's like he's best friends with Chris Chelios. Is he really? Yeah, he always wore Chelios' Detroit jersey and scrubs.
0: I remember him having the Detroit jersey. I don't remember it being Yeah, Chelyos, it was always it was a Chelios one. Yeah,
1: he's really good friends with Chelios, which is That's hilarious. So funny. It's, like, was, it's just like, like it? the absolute it's... social event of the year. Like all these people yeah. coming out of oh, Chicago. Yeah. It was the, the hottest EA celebrities of the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so he gave a great, he gave a great speech, you know, talking yeah. to him, thanking everybody. Um, he talked about Steve's knocking back
0: out. <laughs> I was just yeah. like, throwing that out there, dude. Like what a funny thing. <laughs> it's like when you knock um, ba- back on his ass. <laughs> was like, All right.
1: we, had, we didn't even talk about the cup guys that were there. Seabrook, Keith, yeah. Hosa, Sharp.
0: Yeah. Hey. I'm surprised. Why wasn't Taze there? I don't know. Is it just because he's still like an active player? He's technically not an active player. He's not signed I anywhere. Mean, he's not retired. That's the only thing I can think of. But he's not in the like, league. Yeah. It wouldn't have made like a lot of sense for Tues to be there because, especially since Kane's back, and I don't know. Maybe he's just like, know. nah. Who you knows? I don't know. Um, I
1: still, I still go on. I mean, it's a topic for another time, but I still think that there's some smoke to the fire that. Things didn't end as on the up and up with those two with the with the Hawks as as they lead on to be. So who knows? Maybe he's just yeah. not ready to come back yet.
0: Yeah, maybe. Possible. Um, I don't know yeah. when he uh, when Kelly starts talking about Kane though too, saying that he's going to go down as the greatest American-born player of all time, and he thought it was pretty. You know, it's like. Seeing you in that jersey, it's pretty weird, but you know it'll grow on you. Yeah. Oh man, shut up.
1: (laughs) But then they showed Kate. Like I was laughing. Like Kane looked like a little kid. Like the hat he had on looked like it didn't fit him right, and it just looked like he was like a little kid wearing his dad's hat, sitting on the bench watching, watching everything. But yeah, it was it was awesome. I'm glad that. He got his moment to you know come back and really go out and 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 put home for like the Chicago the Chicago idol that he is. I mean,
0: yeah. he
1: lived every Chicago hockey player's dream. Not only did yeah. he play in the NHL, he played for the Blackhawks, the hometown team, and got his number retired by them. Like, yeah, that's that's amazing. He's only the second Chicago athlete, like Chicago born athlete, to have his number retired by a Chicago team.
0: Yeah. Isn't that like the, they him and Dick Buckus, right? Yep. Are the only yeah. athletes to play for their hometown team and get the Jersey numbers retired. Yeah. In like all the, in like every sport or four major sports.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. It's really cool. Um, yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. How did you feel like, like watching all that? Like, cause I know, cause it's like, we, we grew up on that era. Yeah, but at the same time, like I don't know, there's some parts to me that feels like the uh, the cup era is more of ours because we understood more what was going on with that versus what was in the 90s, where the 90s was just hockey, watching hockey and all that.
0: Yeah, but but, the thing with that too is like it's not even on TV, where I'm so much more um, in tune with the 2010s, like the Stanley Cup teams, because I was able to watch every fucking game, like. In the '90s, it's like unless you went to the game, like you didn't really, you didn't see anything.
1: Went to the game or just watched every road game.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. Like I identify more with like or relate more to like the teams that won the cups. But yeah. you still know of like the guys when you were a kid, right? Like
1: <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> like the way the way I see it, like. My my opinion with that is identify more with like the, the cup era team because we like you said, we we absorbed it all, we fouled it, we knew exactly what was going on with that team. But the nostalgia of the nineties guys yeah. was like that's what made me fall in love, fall in love with the game with yeah. this team and all that. So it was like it was a really weird
0: Well those those are also the the first guys we're playing with in video games so exactly. that's like the other connection it's more of like a it's it's that old it's the nostalgia connection of like yeah older games and like the the way that the teams were and then just the the era of like chicago itself because like that's when the bulls are going off and like all this other yeah just really cool stuff um yeah it's a it's a, like a completely different era there's like the 90s which was pretty neat early 20s or 20 like 2000s which is not not neat at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then there's the late two thousands to twenty tens that were pretty pretty goddamn cool. too.
1: it was kind of cool because a lot of the people you know at that stadium were there for Kane. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, there's a good chunk that was there for Chelios and all that because I mean Chelios is known by a lot of the the new the new age fans and all that. But it was really cool that a lot of those people who were there for Kane got a real good glimpse at what the 90s blackhawks were they yeah. got to see a lot of the players from the 90s they got to see chelios's like you know montage video and all his moments and, and hear up all the stories and all that kind of stuff so it was like it was a really cool like full circle moment almost like like hey yeah. you know like especially it's like hey people that used to call you the bandwagoners now it's like now you know exactly like where everything came from full circle here you go let's go we're all on the same page now
0: yeah for all, all the fans that have been sitting in the 300s for plenty of years before the, the cup years, yeah, this is what exactly. they had to experience. <laughs> yeah.
1: It just also, though, too, kind of hit home with me. Like, I really hope the Hawks do some sort of, like, ring of honor or, or, Black, or team hall of fame, because, like, it, it shows you there's so many guys in this organization that deserve to be recognized and get some sort yeah. of honor. But don't like. I mean, they need to stop the retirement, like jersey retirements, unless you absolutely deserve it.
0: Right. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, I would say like guys like Ronick Belfour. Like, like yeah, they're not gonna get their their jersey numbers retired, but like they should be honored. And it's
1: like yeah, huge players in the in the in the organization, especially uh, how big that original that '90s core was. Like yeah. That team deserved a cup, man. They were so good. Yeah. Like it sucks got, yeah. that they never won. Yeah, they get swept. But yeah, that was yeah. that was that was really awesome. And
0: I was I was hoping that when the warm-up started, just like how Pittsburgh was went out and wore all Yager jerseys, I was hoping they would wear the Chelios,
1: like the Blacks. Like, yeah. That would have been sick. And but, I like your idea too, of Detroit wearing Detroit Chelio jerseys. Right, How it would cool cool. have been cool. It wouldn't make it wouldn't make sense, but I mean, it would be twenty four. Yeah, but I know we got Dan Poetsy getting our hopes up that the, potentially we're gonna rock the black, bring back the black jersey. Like this is going to be the the night they reveal it <laughs> and all yeah, that I mean, kind I mean, of stuff. Life. But and then you got clowns like Laz Lazarus saying that the black jersey sucks, and I mean he's literally the only person I saw on social media. Or I've ever heard say anything bad about that jersey. You're probably just trying to get some interaction. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet five bucks and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just five bucks on the NHL and get two hundred instantly. In bonus bets, only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call eight seven seven eight 8 hope ny or text hope ny four six seven three six nine. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call eight 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 seven eight nine seven 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 97777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours of issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligible and deposit restrictions. Terms are responsible gambling resources. NHL and NHL Shield are registered trademarks in the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. But yeah, after all that happens, there was still a hockey game to be played. Yeah, uh, pretty good one, huh? Yeah, uh, this one was a lot of fun to watch. Um, I missed the first goal. I was, paying, I was picking up dinner for Detroit. Um, was it Sprong was like on the ground on the ice? Yeah, he, he
0: he passed it over to. I forgot who was on the line with him, and then they lost the puck, and he just like wh- like left his feet to put it in, and like Mrazek didn't see the puck get lost, and he just. Roofed it on a wide open net. Just coming coming from the side of
1: the boards. So that made it one nothing. That was like last minute of the first two, wasn't it? Yeah. It was only four. seconds up Giving the up pocket. goal in a single minute. Um, second period starts pretty early on. Entwistle. That shithead. Um <laughs> <it's> the back <laughs> of the net to, to tie it up. He <laughs> is Honestly, like Reese Johnson had a great game.
0: And... The that line opportunity really well. was. Yeah, the, the the opportunity was because of Reese Johnson getting a really nice shot on net, and then all three of them literally crashing the net, and Donato just throwing it back to Whistle and he just was able to put it in. Do you
1: know who led the Blackhawks in shots on goal?
0: It was Reese Johnson,
1: wasn't it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. It's only Reese Johnson's the man. <laughs> they they were that line was was feeling it. Um, yeah. Then you go to go to the power. hot score on the power play.
0: The only um, the only penalty of the game, by
1: the way. Oh no shit! Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, wow. Okay, okay. and the hot score on it. Um, yeah. As soon as he picks up the puck or the hot get the puck in the zone, Seth Jones gets it. And I'm just like, great. Let's see him try to force this through and not look at Bedard, who's always wide open on the side and. Surprisingly, he, he slid it over to Bedard. Bedard fucking lets a ripper um, and just bounces off Feligno into the net uh, for the host to take the 2-1 lead. Um, yeah. Good. I don't know if we said that. Yeah, he's
0: good. He's good. Pretty solid. I mean, I don't understand. Like, All this team has to do is just give him, give him the puck. All do they not the team... know how easy this is? Like, come on. Yeah. It...
1: They, half the time, that's not what they do. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we will. Yeah, we will touch back on that and uh, here in a little bit. Um, so the Hawks go to the third, up two to one, and looks well, like the Hawks were going to win this one. You know, spoil Kane's return, and with less than five minutes left, to brink it, picks a puck up behind the net, throws it on net, and somehow banks it off of Mrazek. For a really weird fucking angle goal. Yeah, Ties so it up. Assist from Kaner on it. So yeah. the the Red Wings revenge game. Or the Kaner to bring your revenge game. Well intact there. So game goes to overtime. And I first off. Hawks,
0: Hawks get the greatest opportunity. To, to just end it.
1: Seth Jones comes in with a puck. Connor Bedard wide
0: open on the far side. Fucking
1: wide open. All he's got to do is slide it over, empty net. There's no way. Uh, Reimer's getting over to it. But what does Seth Sheldon do? Shoots the puck.
0: Stuffs it into the goalie.
1: Then what does he do again? Picks up the rebound. Tries to stuff it again. But really hard this time because, you know, if you shoot it harder from very close, it's going to go in that time. Instead, Shoots out a giant-ass rebound to DeBrinkit who then throws it up to none other than Patrick Kane. Uh, who, who is trailing,
0: just, trailing the play because he's
1: dog-tired. <laughs> he's tired, and partially I think he realizes, like, oh, Seth is going to fucking miss the net on this, and is going to come right back to me. Because or that's usually just, what happens in overtime, is he I mean, misses the net, and it rings
0: out to the guy, the high oh guy. No. Well, where he was just like, oh, Bedard's wide open.
1: Like, this is over. And then he's like, I can't believe you didn't give it to him. Brinkie gives the puck to to Kaner. Kaner goes in a breakaway. We've seen this story before. We all witnessed this many times. Yeah. A couple little quick stick, uh, stick handles. Top shelf. Scope time, baby. Game over. Red Wings win. Inner goes to the crowd and starts screaming, show fucking time, fucking show time, baby. I
0: I think the only thing that could have topped it would have been if he would have done the heartbreak, Sally. Oh my god. If he would have the, done that, the ender in Chicago and just
1: ah, fucking, oh no. <laughs> no. Oh my When god. was the last time you heard the United Center that, that loud for a goal?
0: I don't know. They they had the um they were like, was it the sound like the decibel meter, um, during some point in the game, and hit like 108. I saw. But yeah. Oh yeah. What about even even Kaner's like tribute video during the game yeah. too? Like they made him take like several
1: laps. Yeah, three laps. He's like, he even said in the post game, he's like, yeah, it, like took three laps. I don't know if that was like too too many or or what. But. <laughs> It's like
0: felt weird, probably just standing there. It's like everybody yeah. like cheered like crazy. I think like, like, it's
1: probably the decibel meter. That, that make sense. It is insane. Like, I never thought I would ever hear a Red Wings win in the United Center and get that loud of a reaction. Like, well, it was wasn't just it like
0: right after they, they did the Kane video, there was a Detroit Sox
1: chant immediately. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, that's so funny. But yeah, but it's yeah. Kane, man. I mean, was there any. Other than the Hawks winning this game with like Bedard doing something, could you have scripted a better ending to this game? Uh, I mean, no. <laughs> like it's just it was like who, who else like Olimada getting in on it? Like he was not, he was an ex-Hawk, but too. like yeah, like but it's just like the storybook ending. Patrick Kane yeah. finally comes back to the United Center. Like of course he was. Gonna, this game was either going to be Bedard winning it by doing something ridiculous or Patrick Kane doing Patrick Kane things and winning it. Yeah. Like that's the only two options for this game.
0: Yeah, that's all I thought was it was either Kane or DeBrincat, or sorry, Kane or Bedard that's going to win the game. Like that's it. it nobody else is going to win the game.
1: <laughs> and I just love to, though. <laughs> and of course, it always feels like it always happens. I make the social the post on Instagram about Bedard hitting Kane. Insane. Nice to see you, Kaner. It's uh this is Betsy's town now. And lo and behold, my caption ages perfectly well. Like cheese in the sun. Caner <laughs> comes out and fucking just embarrasses embarrasses Beddar by making him look like showing like, yeah, no, this is still my town and, and clearly well deserved. Um yeah, oh man, that was fucking it was, was a fun awesome one. game. It was it awesome. Was. Like it was great watching hockey. Like even though it meant nothing, like it just felt like you know high high state's game.
0: Yeah, they absolutely did. Well, it's a good time. The Hawks could have won. The
1: Hawks should have the won. won. They should have won. They should have won. Um, I don't know. This this Red Wings team is. It's been kind of fun to watch and kind of like keep an eye on them a little bit, just kind of focusing on Kane.
0: Yeah, they gotta, they
1: gotta
0: pick up the pace a little bit, but I mean Kane is a point per game, so he's doing what he needs to do, showing showing everybody that he's still got it.
1: So yeah, I I wonder if uh they're having extension talk yet.
0: <laughs> mm, maybe. Unless he unless Kaner's thinking like it's not gonna be the team to be on for next
1: season. Yeah. Uh, they're currently number one and got the top wildcard spot uh, with two games yes. in hand on Tampa. Which is pretty nice. Yeah. So, I mean, they're in a great position. They're in the Atlantic, right? Uh,
0: Yeah.
1: They're only four oh, points behind Toronto.
0: Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. That's pretty good. Well, I mean – I wouldn't mind seeing Kaner and Dabrinkit in the playoffs. I think they're pretty sweet.
1: Dude, NHL's better when the original six teams are good and in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Like, no question. And potential potentially depends on how it plays out, though, too. If they finish in the top wildcard spot, it could potentially be Detroit versus the Rangers first round. <laughs>
0: The Vigil's Vigil's six pretty battle pretty Kane versus
1: Kane and it versus Panarin. Oh yeah, yeah. The love
0: triangle action. The love
1: triangle gets on the uh, gets the <laughs> full uh, <laughs> yeah. national television spotlight. Let's go. That'd be so funny. But yeah, so we talked about Keener. We talked about Betsy. We talked about Chelios. Let's talk about Seth Jones. What the yeah, fuck?
0: Seth, talk about him.
1: What the <laughs> fuck, dude? Like, I pulled for this guy, man. I, I I wanted him on this team, and I was hoping he would find his form, you know, coming to Chicago, you know, being the guy kind of thing. Yep. And it's just, I feel like he gets worse.
0: So here's the thing. Uh, I honestly believe, like, it's it. it I got to believe this, man. Like, he does not want to give Bedard the puck, right? He doesn't like, want to. He doesn't. He absolutely does not want to. Um, the reason being behind this too, like stats wise, how many assists does Seth Jones have on Connor Bedard goals? Do you have the take number? A, take yeah, take a wild guess. Four. So Bedard's got seventeen goals. Seth Jones has seventeen assists. Three. It's two. Now. Guess how many are primary assists where he actually gave him the puck? Zero. One. It's one. You you know who has more primary assists to Connor Bedard than Seth Jones? Like, no. Uh, Taylor Hall. (laughs) (laughs) Who's played 10 games this year. (laughs) Who's played 10 games. And both both of the assists that Seth Jones has for Connor Bedard are even strength.
1: He's not assisted him on a power play goal at all. You look on the power play, it's like he looks he looks Bedard off. Like he yeah. literally stares at him. He
0: he he does. Besides this last game against Detroit, there has not been a power play goal that Bedard and Seth Jones have combined for either assists or goals
1: on. Yeah, I just I don't understand it. Like He realizes that Bedard is only going to help him, you know, like...
0: All he has to do is get Bedard the puck, and he's going to rack up the points. Like, he decides that he's going to have his one goal and be like, we got to change that. I'm going to shoot all the time. This power play is mine. It's just... It's so... It's so weird to me that, And he's,
1: like... He's rubbing off on Korchinski a little bit, like... I've noticed Korchinski picking up a little bit of Seth Jones like habits, and I'm like, mm, don't like that. He's been benched a couple times the past few weeks, and it's like Vlasic needs to stay as far as fucking way as possible from Seth Jones. Yeah. Like Vlasic's got to pick it up
0: on each end. I just, I, I just can't believe looking at the actual stats for like Connor Bedard's points and how few of them are combined with Seth Jones. I knew it was going to be bad. I didn't think it was that bad. Holy shit. Yeah, two assists from Seth Jones on Conor Bedard goals, and then Bedard and Jones have combined uh, assisted someone else together three times. And then obviously Seth Jones has one goal, so Bedard didn't fucking get the assist on that one.
1: So five goals they've combined of the Hawks 128 that we talked about earlier. Yes. Was from your number one player and your quote unquote number one defenseman.
0: Yeah. As playing like contributing both to that.
1: How much is it to cost would it cost us to buy Seth? (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's just it's so like when we're talking about it, like if you're Seth Jones and you want and like you want to put up more points, like I think the obvious thing is just get fucking get Bedard the puck. Like just don't get it. It clearly doesn't happen at this point. It's not. It's not like he's doesn't have the opportunity. He's clearly looking him off. Like case it's- in point, the end of the Detroit game. Yeah. Jesus. It's
1: crazy. Dude, the Hawks can buy him out, and it would cost for the, him one point. What for the next twelve years until 2035-36.
0: Yeah, twelve years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you're only paying him one uh one point three five one point three oh five million per year.
0: Not for the no way. That's not going to be every year. That's- what's what's the middle?
1: The middle's got to be like fifteen million. Oh no, shit. I looked at the wrong thing. <laughs> IO cost versus cap hit. Sorry. I'm looking at the wrong thing. Never mind. Okay. Can you can you find out what it is? No, so yeah, so the first year would be just over th- uh 3.3 3 million. Then it goes 5.3 million, 7.8 million, 8. 3, 8. 3, 8. 3, and then it's the 1.305.
0: Okay.
1: Never mind. Fuck. Yeah, that's not it. my my screen was <laughs> was all the way over so all i saw was bio cost post buyout earnings and savings and i didn't see the actual cap hit part because it was off screen <laughs> oh, okay <laughs>
0: so i was
1: like wait a I second like, i was like that does not sound right at
0: all
1: oh my god i'm like why are we not buying them out right now if that's the case um no. yeah i don't know one last chance for me to say fuck you, Bowman. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: It's, all he has to do is just get in the pocket. And I don't understand. I just don't yeah, I just the power play, like it could all like they're both up top. And the amount of it's just oh man, it's frustrating to
1: think about. Did he do this with Kane? I don't think so. Because Bedard's like plugged into Kane's position on that power play.
0: I don't know. I feel like Kane was more of a distributor rather than a shooter. Yeah. Maybe it's because he respected Kane more for being like, you know, three time Stanley Cup champion, and also being on the team for longer. And Seth Jones, if you just perceive it as like he wants to be the leader of the team, but everybody's pointing it at say, Bedard.
1: I was about to say, do you think, because remember last offseason, he was talking about how he wants to be captain? And- yeah. Now he's third in line at least. I mean I think he's deeper, but I mean I I would he's go A. I would go Feligno, Bedard before I go Jones.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like he's as vocal as um like Feligno, obviously. But
1: he's not good, man. Like I don't get it. So no, we'll probably have this conversation in a couple of years, you know, and who knows if it changes. Hopefully it does change. But revisiting my take on on pick, the hawks picking him up. Hand up, I fucked up on calling that one. Like, I'm, I'm wishing for that one. Like, I'm still not
0: something. Maybe something's gonna change. Something's gotta change, right? Because if like if he's not producing and Bedard's still producing and they're on the same power play and there's six more years of that, like the coach is gonna have to be like, just give him the fucking puck, or you're not gonna be on the power play, like, right? Like, what's
1: what's the deal? What are you gonna What are you gonna do with the guy that's got a nine point five million dollar cap hit? Not gonna play him? Right. Like, we're stuck. So you just got to figure it out.
0: Ugh. All right, well. Like, reduce the role. Well, I'm assuming Korczynski's going to, right? Like, that's got to be the plan. Korchinski's Dude, taking I'd rather
1: go like, fucking five forwards at this point. The,
0: the top power play unit eventually within the next six years yeah. of Seth Jones's yeah. contract.
1: Korczynski's going to take over for everything that Seth Jones was supposed to be. But and temporary Vlasic. fix? Temporary Honestly, fix? Put Vlasic out there on the power play. Put Vlasic, put five forwards. Fucking. Who knows? Put Mirazik out there. I don't know. Like, fucking Mighty Ducks to this shit. <laughs> the goalie's the shooter. Um, yeah. Seth Jones coming we'll up shoot this week. Out. Or actually three stars, huh? Three stars. Third star, we'll go... Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson. Or Colin okay. Blackwell. Colin Blackwell
0: is a plus player this week.
1: Let's go Tyler Johnson, Colin Blackwell for a second.
0: Okay.
1: And for old-time states, you want to give Cantor first? Oh, wow. I'm just going to skip Bedard and Foligno completely. <laughs> How many game-winning goals... Are- how many game winning goals do they have this week? I mean, nobody. One. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> I don't know why you would just still go with Tyler Johnson and Colin Blackwell and then,
1: hey, whatever. I mean, do whatever you fine. want. How about, okay, Patrick came first star, guard yeah. second star, Feligno third star. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. That works.
0: That I works. it.
1: All right. Um, so coming up this week, they got they don't play again until Thursday when they take on Colorado. Ew, really? Yep. So a couple couple days off here. Then on Saturday to com- they to complete the heart that the schedule makes on February. Yeah, and then on Saturday we have a Alex Nylander revenge game as the Columbus Blue Jackets come to <laughs> Chicago. Um, Alex Nylander, who was traded along with a sixth for someone else, yeah. <laughs> Emil Bemstrom. And then on Monday, um, since we'll be recording Monday, they will be on the kicking off a three game road trip against Colorado.
0: Yeah, I mean we can talk about that on Monday.
1: Yeah. And then we are.
0: Oh yeah, obviously it's not gonna air till Tuesday, so. Duh. Yeah,
1: so next week, also a week from Friday is the trade deadline, for the NHL. That's right. Um, it's gonna get gonna get fun, and folks, we're in March. We'll be in March. We are in the home stretch, and some playoff hockey will be here. And then hopefully, what I'm looking forward win. to is the draft lottery. <laughs> yeah, I'll say hopefully draft lottery win for the Hawks and Celebrini. Selly hard for Celebrini. Let's go, Celebrini. Um, yeah, so a lot of road games coming up too for the Hawks.
0: Yeah, so, I
1: mean they had only a- one in February, so yeah. So, so. Hey. Um, NHL talk. We kind of went long, which I figured we would with uh, Hawks talk here, but. Um one funny thing that came out was the NHL's concerned about Winnipeg's ticket sales going down. Yeah. And immediately when that started getting posted around, Arizona decided it was time for them to brag that they had their fourth largest um t- what was it ticket urban uh something like that. Whatever. Something like that, but they failed to mention that it's in an arena that only holds 5,000 people. Like but, over a million they got like made yeah. over a million in season ticket sales or something, something like that, but anyway, Gary Batman is so hard for Arizona that he thinks that they're in a better spot with no arena than Winnipeg is, yeah, what the fuck, <laughs> yeah, why not? I just I don't understand this. I don't understand why they keep pushing this Arizona stuff, and then any other market, smaller market, has a little bit of issue, and they're like, "We got to address this instantly."
0: I I mean, they want Arizona to work terribly bad, and I think because like Winnipeg is is meant to work, and it's not. And when in like Arizona is like not meant to work and it's not, so it's like less impressive that that or less depressing, I guess, that it's not
1: working. Yeah, but Winnipeg doesn't even have an airport, right? Winnipeg is just in a bad air, like Winnipeg doesn't make <laughs> sense. I don't know why they were to <laughs> there and begin with, but you know what? Winnipeg is gonna move back to Atlanta with this new group that's no,
0: yes, they no. are, Again, they're gonna move it. Arizona to Utah. And then move Winnipeg to Arizona.
1: It's Atlanta's turn to lose a team again.
0: No, they already got two. They're going yeah, to go back. Let's do Kansas City. And then they can lose a team again. And then, I mean, Seattle's already up for their second try. Um, who else? Colorado's on their second try already. Uh, who else are we missing? <laughs>
1: It's just oh, Hartford.
0: Maybe they're gonna go Hartford with one of these ones.
1: Um, Quebecs, Quebecs do. Hey, Quebec is due, but no, they don't want to do that. That's another small Canadian market. Yeah, too small. But I don't know. Apparently, Atlanta is really pushing. Like they have a Wait, big I, investor group going. I know. Who, who? I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm not saying no, I, I agree absolutely. with it. I know. I know. But I'm just yeah. saying,
0: like, who in Atlanta? was not paying attention the last two times in Atlanta. (laughs) I just, I don't know. I would rather see Salt Lake City.
1: The more hearing about it, especially with them, like, getting ready for the Winter Olympics, like, trying to, I think, I don't know if they Mm -hmm. are officially it or they're, they're like a favorite for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it could be a sick setup. Yeah.
0: It's a pretty cool place. I drove through
1: it. Yeah. But, I don't know. All I know is Winnipeg stays. Arizona's got to go. Stop pushing the desert. Because nobody in Arizona wants the, the Coyotes there. Yeah, Correction. I mean, correction. Nobody who has a say in the authority to keep the Coyotes there wants the Coyotes there.
0: Yeah, which is just, I mean, so dumb, but whatever. Like, I, I don't know. If you had the opportunity to have a major league, like a major sports team in your city, like, I don't know why you wouldn't want to have one.
1: Don't you think too like if the Coyotes were to be sold, does any of that get kicked back to the other owners? I
0: don't
1: know. Or is there like some sort of like fee or something? Because I was also saying like thinking because I was the reason I'm asking because the Utah Jazz owner reportedly yeah. offered to buy the Coyotes, yeah, for well over what their value is. Yes. So the rest of the league, I would be like, if they get some sort of kickback, you know, like or whatever, it's like why are they not like. Yeah, no, you fucking tr- sell this team right now. Like, fucking do they, it. They <laughs> probably
0: don't. Maybe they don't have that kickback.
1: Also, like, well, fans well fans. over what
0: their value is, is probably much under the value of an actual NHL team still. That's true. So I, I, it's like a steal of a deal. I mean, and what you was know, the... You know what, you know what Gary Bettman's probably just like, you know, we can't sell
1: low. Dude. Getting anything at this point is selling high.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, what was the last expansion? It was like six six hundred fifty million? Was the expansion fee or something like that for Seattle?
0: Oh, I don't know. That might have been one of several fees because I thought it was like over a mill or over a bill. Uh, let's see.
1: I don't know. Let me see um the golden ice had to pay 500 million in 2017 while Seattle had to pay 650
0: oh, okay all
1: right you got it you caught me I didn't know <laughs> now they're they're projecting the the next one could be between two and 2.5 billion dollar expansion fee that's just silly
0: yeah well that for an expansion team yeah. Well, I don't know. Or is it because they're not really considering expansion at the moment? So they're, they, I don't know. I, I feel like know. we have enough they, teams. I feel like that's enough.
1: Thirty-two. That's enough. I feel like thirty-two is a little too much.
0: Well, oh, half the teams make it in, half the teams make it out of the playoffs. That's fine. Also, change the playoff format. I'm tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> Sick of this shit.
1: We're talking about playoffs. Jesus.
0: All right. What do you, you got? Anything else? Uh, I, th- that one kid, um, on the Rangers, that's like six, eight. That's fighting everybody. Everybody. It he Rempe? got absolutely smoked against Columbus. Rempy. Uh, uh, yeah. Rempe. It's like
1: Rempe. 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 Yeah. Dude, cool. Cool for him. He got to do his rookie solo lap at the fucking outdoor stadium it, series game. That's pretty stadium sick.
0: Series. Yeah. It's pretty tight,
1: but yeah, he and was, goes, he gets just tossed ate. in the next game.
0: He ate so many punches against Matthew Olivier, which is just so funny. Yeah, he got tossed immediately um, against New Jersey. That said yeah. something like his total time on ice was like five minutes and probably minutes 27. <laughs> like for, his, for the start of his career. It's like, that's hilarious. You know, I, I love it.
1: Um, he's fighting a lot, but he's also losing a lot. And he ain't going to last long if he keeps this up. Hey, you know, <laughs> big old bandy. <Bambi. laughs>
0: Yeah, it's oh, pretty funny. Shit. Oh, it's, it's, it's good stuff. Um, Yeah, I mean, what did you say? Trade deadlines coming up. Are we going to talk about that next week? Yeah, or we'll talk today? about that next week. Throw okay. up some
1: hypotheticals next yes. week. Yes.
0: All I'm going to say day.
1: is see you later, Tyler Johnson. And maybe see you later, Taylor Radish. See you later, anybody not named. Bedard, Mrazik, Dickinson, and Fligno.
0: Well, here's the thing. If... Who's gonna fill Taylor John or Tyler Johnson and Taylor Radish's spots? Ever heard of Frank Nazar and Landon Slaggart? Maybe, maybe that's what I would hope. That's what I would see. That's what I would like. I don't know. Put, it, put it down. Put it down. Put it, put it. Also, I just I still think Anthony Bavilia would be a good fit in Carolina.
1: I can see him getting him dealt too. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of one-year guys, I think, or one. Yeah, I one think year he's, left guys.
0: he's he's probably got the most. I mean, honestly, with him now being on Bedard's line, if he's able to start producing a little bit right before the trade deadline, it's gonna. Some teams will probably look more at him too.
1: Blackwell or, too might get some kicks. Yeah,
0: yeah, it would make
1: sense. Um, what
0: else? I'm sure the rumors are gonna start flying. I like as far as I know, I've seen like the trade bait boards, and there's literally no Hawks on it because
1: the only trade bait they had they they signed yeah, Pretty much,
0: <laughs> it's like Noah Hannifin and
1: other Calgary players. Yeah, it was like huge. Dude, Kyle Davidson work your magic and get someone to take Seth Jones? It's not gonna happen. <laughs> They'll take a second round happen. pick. That's it. You unless to unless that's Toronto, well. Toronto
0: wants them, and like, dude, best give best us
1: desert. whatever team wants to give us future consideration. Like, if you guys are sick of that guy on your team, we'll take future consideration off your hands for for Seth Jones. He'll probably have more
0: assists at the end of the year to Connor Bedard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, episode two sixty four. What do you want to call it? Uh, honestly, <laughs> welcome back, Kane. What is Showtime?
0: Showtime. I feel like did we not have a Showtime like title before?
1: It's got to be one. I guarantee it. It's probably episode eighty-eight. No, I think episode eighty-eight was just called the Caner. Oh yeah. Uh, Welcome uh,
0: welcome back, Showtime.
1: All right, welcome back, Showtime. All right. Make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast feed. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts are the big two. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, social media at WCB Podcast. DraftKings promo code THPN. Uh, yeah. We will, uh, we'll see you on the next one.
0: All right. Bye, boys. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to the WCB podcast.
0: Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast to connect with Jeremy and Tanner. Check out the boys at WCB podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.